Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. There were signs this week of a potential turning point for the pound. The UK currency, battered by the uncertainty of Brexit, hit its lowest level in a month on Tuesday after soft-looking inflation data, but the very next day it found support when wages and employment numbers looked a lot better. I'm Michael Hunter, and this is Hard Currency, the FT's weekly rundown of the main themes in FX. With me to measure Sterling's chances of keeping hold of that support we saw this week is Nick Gartside, International Chief Investment Officer of Fixed Income at JP Morgan Asset Management. Nick, many thanks for coming in. Um, what a difference a day made for the pound there, at least against the dollar. We'll come on to the euro in a minute. But do you think Wednesday's rally could be a pivotal moment for Sterling? Absolutely. When you look at sterling versus the dollar, the risk for the rest of the year is that sterling is a lot stronger, not uh, weaker. When you look at the underlying dynamics in the UK economy, actually, it's pretty robust. We've got unemployment at the lowest levels for 40 or 50 years. We've got wage growth a little bit over 2%. So the risk to those GDP numbers is that they're slightly stronger. So that is something that can put the Bank of England in play. So we might get another hawk back on the MPC. We lost a hawk, didn't we, in the move to the latest meeting. It went from a vote uh, 5-3 to raise rates to 6-2. Do you think that this is a sign that we might get another hawk back sooner rather than later? Absolutely. And the centre of gravity on the MPC could well start to shift, reflecting the fact that actually economic fundamentals are okay in the UK. And at a minimum, you could argue that the MPC should be taking back that emergency rate cut they did post-Brexit. So that's not priced. When you look at what's priced for the Bank of England, it's virtually nothing, even if you look 12 or 18 months out. The risks there are very asymmetric. The risk is the bank is a lot more hawkish. That would be very pound supportive. And do you think we're beginning to get used to this lengthy Brexit process now? We're looking again at fundamental economic data. We're seeing less reaction to the day-to-day shroom and drang of the politics. Is that going to be something which you think will help us more clarity over some of these moves. Very much so. When you look at the whole Brexit negotiations, let's be honest, these are going to take place over a long period of time. The deadline is March 2019. It's a considerable time away in terms of financial markets. So the market gets very desensitised to that. And it will focus on tangible things like economic data, like inflation releases. And that's what will cue the market, not a lot of the political noise. And just looking back to that data for a minute, we we saw very strong wage growth, again, beating forecasts. We saw unemployment, you mentioned earlier, at really notable lows, you know, multi-decade lows. Which one of those numbers really caught your eye? Or is it a blend of both? What, what are you looking for now we're looking back at the data and away from the politics? What's on the road ahead for you? What did you think of what we saw this week? It's critical to look at wage inflation. Think of the UK economy. It's two-thirds us as consumers. And if you're giving consumers wage increases, 
they'll go out and spend that marginal pound. And then the multiplier effect can kick in. So we obsess about wage inflation. We look for signs of wage inflation. Always remember, it's a lagging indicator. So that could well be the surprise. Wage inflation picks up in the UK. And again, that will help the Hawks on the uh, MPC at the Bank of England. Now, in terms of the market moves, just to, to look at those again, it, it was a different story for the pound against the euro. The FX market is obviously looking at more than two or three things at the same time. Now, we touched a 10-year weak point against the nearest neighbour for sterling, accepting some of the extremes we briefly went at during the darker moments of October's flash crash. But a 10-year low for regularly traded levels in the pound against the euro it's kind of stayed around there as well what kind of dynamic are we looking at here we're getting better economic fundamentals for sterling but we have a deeper and more impressive economic rebound in the eurozone at the same time is there any hope that the pound might be able to fight back a bit against the the euro and i promise you i'm, I'm not asking that just because i'm about to go on holiday This is a classic case of there being two sides to a currency. And the dominant side here is the euro story. And let's be honest, the real surprise of this year has been euro strength. And for good reason, because when we look at eurozone economic performance, it's an economy on fire. It surpassed virtually all expectations from the start of the year. And then if you think of those big drivers of currency, it tends to be capital goes to where it can get the highest real return. At the moment, that's the eurozone, not the UK. That really underpins eurozone economic strength, as does the ECB. Because, of course, we're on the cusp of a very big reaction function change from the ECB. And, of course, I'm talking about tapering. Likely to be announced September, October. And uh, that's big. That's the start of the journey of the ECB starting to hike monetary policy. So... The beginning of the end of stimulus, reduced stimulus spend on a monthly basis, bringing down that rough average of £60 billion a month that they're spending at the moment. Tighter policy for the Eurozone. Obviously, it's still some way behind the US and the Federal Reserve. We'll come on to that in a moment. But just again on the pound, clearly the Euro story there, not least because of the monetary policy outlook, is dominant. But it's this sense that the pound is in free fall against the euro completely inescapable? Is there anything that might change it round? Free fall is very strong to describe the euro pound dynamic. A gentle decline of the pound versus the euro seems very, very reasonable. I suppose the big thing that could change that is a very fresh or new dynamic when you look at the political side together with all those Brexit negotiations. That seems unlikely, let's be honest now. As we've said, that's a very long-term set of negotiations. So absent that, a gentle decline seems reasonable. Okay, and that's certainly what we're kind of seeing, isn't it, at the moment. Now, there is no escape from the gravitational pull of monetary policy. Minutes are coming out from the Federal Reserve, which we have to be a little bit careful. Lots of our audience will be listening to this after the minutes have come out. But do you get a sense from the Fed that the split that they're faced with there is is, is something that will really set the tone for the dollar? It will. Let's be honest, there's a tug of war there. And that tug of war is between inflation expectations in the short run. They're weak. We've had, what, five consecutive weak prints for CPI now. And actually the expectation for longer run uh, inflation expectations. And longer term projections, uh, the Fed's comfortable with hitting that 2% forecast. So it's really what 
policymakers prioritise, short-term inflation weakness or an expectation that actually inflation is stronger in the medium to long term. We would side with the latter, that actually the Fed uh, will look longer term. It will still focus on expectations of wage uh, inflation and also, of course, the impact of the weak dollar which itself should be sucking inflation in uh, to the US. Remember that euro-dollar exchange rates moved, let's call it 13 14% year-to-day. All things being equal, that adds inflation in to the US. So as we look at it, a December rate hike looks likely still from the Federal Reserve. And we're very unlikely to see any movement before December. Those odds on a December rate hike, according to Fed Funds Futures, have been up and down. It's been quite choppy, hasn't it, as everyone's looked at the nuance and the, the tenor and the tone of policymakers' words. You're thinking it's likely. Very much so. So you're absolutely right. We've got a 30 40% probability of a rate hike for December. The market's underestimating that. And part of what the Fed really wants to do is to get the federal funds rate to a level in line with inflation. Even if inflation is only one and a half, one point seven five percent 1.75%, policy still looks very, very loose at a time when economic growth looks reasonably robust. And the other part of policy we should look at when we're considering the dollar is the political ability of the Trump administration to enact fiscal stimulus and tax cuts, which were promised during the campaign and some would say priced into the dollar during its rally after Trump's election towards more or less an early part of this year. What do you think about that? Is the dollar needing some tax cuts, some fiscal stimulus in the US to justify any further gains or a turnaround after its slide? What's your sense there about how that's been priced into the dollar? So in terms of where the dollar is right now, it's pricing virtually nothing in terms of deregulation and in terms of tax cuts. We're back to where we were before the election now on, on the dollar, aren't Very, we? very much so. So um, we've got that steady state priced. If there is more movement to tax cuts or deregulation, that will be very, very dollar positive. Absent that, it's that environment actually where we're likely to see euro strength uh, as opposed to euro weakness over uh, the next few months and into year end. Excellent. And uh, that's all we have time for. Thank you, Nick Gartside of JP Morgan Asset Management for being our Sherpa in the world's single biggest market this week. Richard Blackden will be back with Hard Currency next week. In the meantime, you can keep up with all the latest news and analysis at ft.com slash markets and at fast waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all lifelock plans are backed by the million dollar protection package so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. 